Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the Lead Up Podcast. On this episode, I have my very good friend, Kendi Braga, who shares about her journey from working in group homes to now working for a software startup company called WebConnects, which was recently recognized by the Sacramento Business Journal as one of the best places to work at in 2019. I got a lot of great value from this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. We are back with another episode of the Lead Up Podcast. I am super excited because I have one of my good friends. This is actually family, I think, I could say. I've known this person for about 10 years. Go back to the college days at UC Davis. Um, yeah, this is uh, my sister, Miss Kendi now. Well, not now, but <laughs> Kendi Braga. Braga. I used to know her Kendi Kate Tuazan. Oh, you said Did it I say right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being on here. You're welcome. You are the, the official first female guest on the podcast. So Super honored. It just kind of made sense, especially with the previous episode. I was like, oh, Kendi should be on this. Yeah. So anyways, I want to just kind of start off with the basics. Just where are you from? A little bit about your background. Whatever you feel like sharing, this is just a conversation. Yeah. So I'm Kendi. I'm almost 30. I don't need to mention exactly how close. Um, And I was actually born in the Philippines, moved here when I was five-ish, and um, had a pretty, I would say a pretty interesting childhood. Um, I remember coming before, I know I was really young, but before moving to America, I remember like trying to be as American as I could possibly could before I got here and so my grandma would teach me like English but she would say things like in a really bad accent so Mm -hmm. I refused to listen so when I got here um my we had to take like standardized standardized tests and English testing to Mm -hmm. see if we placed like normal classes or if we needed to take ESL um so both my brother and I we placed like five grades Above? Below. Oh, above. No, below. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You said... Sorry. Go ahead. So above. Five That's grades good for above you guys. Yeah. our Shout actual our age. <laughs> um, just the Philippines, like, I don't know. You're, like, five years old already, you know, doing addition, subtraction, and multiplication. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, grew up in Salinas and then went to school at UC Davis. Met you when you were a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Ten years. Yeah. Um, and now I currently work at WebConnects. It's mm-hmm. a software, local software company. Something I would have never seen myself doing. I was working with kids um, in like social, sort of social work settings, uh, mental health, for about six years before I started mm-hmm. working at WebConnects. But yeah. definitely the best surprise ever in the, yeah. my turn of career. So. Right. And I definitely want to talk about that because, I mean... Again, something that you were not, I mean, that wasn't even the direction, right? You had, you were a sociology major, right? I believe. Yeah. You still have that one class. I think you still got to team. You can edit <laughs> right. that out. Don't worry. That's <laughs> another story for another podcast. <laughs> but anyway, so sociology, right? Working with kids. That's where you actually met Lewis, right? Yeah. Your husband. Um, but then you went to this completely def- different field of software. So WebConnects, yeah. right? So bring it back to WebConnects. Um, tell me about that because um, they've been 
they've been getting a lot of recognition lately. I think for some time, but even more so of like, it's one of the best places to work. Yeah. Um, the leadership, which I definitely want to get into, talk about that culture that you guys have there because you guys are really doing some awesome things there that I don't think get um, highlighted as much. And I'm very interested, just even meeting you know your coworker Hannah, yeah. um, and just the just the people you have. It's it's evident. It's super strong, and it shows even too from the leadership. So I want to hear a little bit more about how how that all got into place of yeah. how you even got into there, and then you know what happened when you got in. Yeah. So total huge shift, right, from the social work setting to software, and then yeah. um, you know what do you, what do you do with a well de- not degree, but like what do you do with all the years that you spent in school? Um, and so I I felt like I kept hitting a wall. Um, and I didn't understand what maybe compassion and passion really meant mm. and the difference between the two. Um, I went on a missions trip in uh, college I mean, you mm-hmm. that you went to, um, you know, fell in love with these orphan kids in Mexico and just, um, you know, the first opportunity out of college was working in a group home. And so mm. my heart was to- totally captivated towards kids especially kids um, that didn't have homes or just didn't, you know, um, have parents um, and good family home, uh, families uh, that love them and that they can go to. So I think after six years of being in the field and, like, finding myself really not just physically tired when I get home and, like, you could deal with that, you can mm-hmm. sleep, whatever, but it was the mental um, fatigue that, I kept running into and part of it, you know, the social work field, they, they, you know, they're so huge because you are providing mental health services Mm -hmm. to people. They're so huge on, you know, mental health for yourself and, um, taking rest days, all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I do that. And I felt like I was maintaining myself and I had a healthy life on the inside, but I'm like, this is draining. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but not, but there still wasn't even this like fulfillment. And so, yeah, I I was already married at this point, and I just was thinking about what a family would look like in the future. And, you know, obviously we, we were starting to think about kids, and I couldn't picture myself coming home and with the same, you know, fatigue, same frustrations, and then coming home and giving my all to a child. I'm like, I don't know, that just doesn't seem congruent to me, like... Maybe other people can do that, but this is me. This is my life. Mm-hmm. I get to decide what I want to do right. with it. And so when I talked, to, when I, you know, just previously mentioned learning the difference between compassion and passion, mm-hmm. I realized I just had compassion towards these kids. Mm-hmm. I have compassion wow. with people who need help. Yeah. But is it necessarily my passion? Does it give me life? Like, does it drive me towards something? Yeah. And the answer was <clears throat> no. And I felt a lot of guilt. I'm like this should be something that right. this is this is a good thing this is a good cause you're helping people um, but yeah I kind of just realized well, it's my dang life like yeah. <laughs> I don't have to please anybody else and right. um, you know show you know show others that like, I'm, a, I'm a good person that I care mm. about people and I will you know die to myself in my career yeah it just wasn't for me yeah. and so um, it, I feel like so many people can relate in being in a place where 
they know this isn't their ultimate goal, but they kind of just have to quote unquote hang in there, mm-hmm. especially until someone calls them back or another good opportunity comes along the way. And within the span of six years, I think I had jumped around like four or five different jobs. Mm. And so I was like, I just don't want to jump jump to another job until I I know I'm, I just didn't want to get into the same cycle, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew nothing else and. I mean, I actually was applying to similar things, <laughs> but it was like all I knew. And most places require a certain amount of experience, and so I really couldn't give something else a shot without going way back to entry level something, you know, mm-hmm. or going further in school and just sucking it up and just working right. a whatever job. Um, and so, my brother-in-law, who's one of my mentors, Damien Jacino, as well. Um, he always says that I think that opportunities come in relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, they come, they can come from wherever, but sure. when you open yourself up to, I don't even want to call it networking because that's, that's, I feel yeah. like that's just solely yeah. trying to make connections, right? Yeah. But like true relationships where people get to know you, get to know your interests, sure. and then they come across something and you come, I you agree. pop up in their mind and they're like, huh. Right. And so I, I'm not even sure if Damien knew I was, you know, looking for another job, maybe. But um, he was, he's connected to um, the co-founder of WebConnects, who I work for now, um, and then uh, a good friend of Eric. So Eric Knopf is one of the co-founders. Um, so they just got to talking about, you know, we're hiring, you know, they like to hire, especially at that time, they really, truly only hired people they had personal references from. Um, and so Damien threw my name out there. Um I got, I was uh, encouraged to like send my resume and just send an email and it was like 10 at night and I was like, this is really unprofessional, this is awkward, I'm not sending no email at 10 at night. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. Get a response like, mm-hmm. well, not, pretty <laughs> early next morning at yeah. like 6 a.m. or something like hmm. that and I'm like, I, I, I have no idea what this place is. Yeah. So WebConnects, um, in short you know, provide software for um, people who want to host events, mm-hmm. you know, donations, um, nonprofits, stuff like that. And it sounds cool, but I have I had zero background right. in it. But it just felt right. Um, there, I had nothing to lose, right? Uh, so I did get a call back. Uh, I get an email back, and the whole process just was, like, so fast. Yeah. Until I get there, um, I'm asked for, I'm called in for... What I thought was an interview, but mm-hmm. it was such a casual conversation between myself and um, our CEO Ashley, uh, and then she had brought another um, team member. Just she wasn't like on leadership or staff or anything like that. Just somebody that was mm-hmm. in the same position that I was um, wanting to, you know, get. And I thought that was interesting. It was almost like a peer mm-hmm. sort of interview. Um, they didn't ask me hardly any questions about like you know what would you do like scenario type questions hmm. that you, you do in interviews to yeah. just gauge like the skill set <clears throat> of the person they just asked me about me they asked me um you know what I was into what I used to do before what I do outside of my time um and I can tell these people were like socially intelligent emotionally intelligent like hmm. they didn't need to ask you know they didn't yeah. need to read my resume to get a, a good gauge of who I was and then Interesting. Ashley asked me, so if we hired you, would you be happy here? And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> of course, the answer is like, yeah, sure. Right. You want to tell the person that's hiring you the answer that they want to hear. Yeah. But I've never been asked such a candid question. Right. And so she said, you know, would you be happy here? Because it seems like, you know, for the last six years, you've been working with kids. Mm. And obviously, you have to have some sort of love for them and passion for them. Right. To have done that. Would you miss... Would you miss that part of your life? And I don't know, whatever it was, I actually, I usually overthink all my answers and it takes me a while. I'll be quiet, like, hmm. But I, I, there was just a certain piece about just my answer and I was super confident and I just said, no, I won't miss it. Yeah. Um, I believe that because I did a little bit of soul searching during this time, I was able to come to the conclusion and tell mm. her, no, I won't miss it. Um, I realize that I lo- have a love for kids, but I can always do that on my right. free time, right? I could serve kids. I could at my church or volunteer mm-hmm. somewhere else. Um, but I just love that she asked that question. Yeah. Um, and for the first time, I think I was in a place where I didn't have to go begging for a job. Someone was over here asking me, would you like it here? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, you, you care about what I think? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, and... That just set the tone right for me. Um, when I started, there were probably like maybe 10 employees physically in the office. Mm. Super small, kind of startup-ish. Um, and I felt like I was part of the company at a time where they were still building the stepping stones to mm. what maybe people see on the outside now, which is like a super fun culture. Um, you know, we do take, we, we do cool stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we do go on annual trips. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, out, out of the country. Yeah. The whole goal of that is to bring you know, your family alongside, you know, um, that this is, this is they truly care about our family. So we're able to bring mm-hmm. our spouses, our children. Went to Costa Rica. One year we did go to Tahoe. We went to Belize. Wow. You know, yeah. um, the next year is also going to be in some sort of, like, tropical setting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I it was really awesome to be part of the company when it was smaller than it is now. Mm. And I, seeing how, um, you know, awesome culture doesn't happen overnight. And awesome culture doesn't mean perfection either. Mm. Um, it's just really a bunch of vulnerable people who admit they don't always know what they're doing, but strive to get there together. Yeah. And what that looks like practically is... Um, so we actually have something we call lunch and learn every week. Uh, you know, we have our usual meetings that are like technical and all that stuff. But once a week, we set aside time to go over. Um, you know, someone will come in and teach, whether it's someone from WebConnects or an outside person, to teach an actual sort of leadership or personal development thing mm-hmm. that has almost nothing to do with the software, hmm. but everything to do with you know growing as a person. Yeah. Healthy people equals healthy equals a healthy workplace whether that's right. software whether that's mental health whether that's education yeah um, and so topics such as like um, vulnerability right now we're all we're all reading a book called dare to lead by Brene brown mm. together like literally all of us really you know what i mean like what i've never been in a company where it's like one there's a sign reading like it's cool, but two right. that people actually want to do it, yeah. Um, because we're seeing the benefits of like, you know, if you take the risk to to grow and be vulnerable in a certain way, like shoot, like it doesn't just benefit your work; it mm-hmm. benefits your home life, it benefits your friendships, your relationships. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, we take time once a week to um, all grow and learn together from a particular, like, sort of personal development topic. Um, You know, when this company was a little smaller, we did a lot of things, like, if I had conflict, you know, whether it was, like, on a bigger personal level or just a smaller smaller uh, level we would go on walks together mm. and so we didn't have like this super formal management like tier just yeah. yet and now we, we have more of a formal mm. sort of structure but um when we were smaller you know if i had an issue with somebody we would just go on a walk around the block a few times we would hash it out we'd come back and we'd grow from it like mm. We didn't have the luxury of like HR. Let's just sit down and. Mm. In fact, I think things like HR or like labels and titles of boss or manager. Yeah. Sometimes that, I don't know, could be sort of a crutch and a vul- yeah, vulnerability, I agree. I right? Agree. Yeah. Um, which is super interesting. Like we don't really title. We don't have traditional titles at work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not that we're scared of it, but yeah. it's like okay, we've noticed that the more, you know, if you if. I were to be like called a specific something and I was, you know, boss or manager, like yeah. people would be a little hesitant to come to me openly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's all to say that we really encourage, um, you know, when it comes to personal conflict, like going directly to the person mm-hmm. and it's a skill. Like we let each other know we fumble, like we allow each other to fumble, like to, mm. to trip, like meaning, um, I've worked throughout the years to be comfortable with with confrontation. It's not necessarily natural for me, Mm -hmm. but I know the value of it and the importance of it, so I don't back down from it. It might take me a while to get up the courage to talk to, you know, my coworker or even, you know, leadership about something that Mm -hmm. I might see differently Mm. or I need to be honest about, like, that kind of hurt my feelings or whatever. Yeah. But... Yeah, knowing the the outcome is so much more important than whatever my fear is. Right. Um, and so it takes just like one or two people to really be courageous and do that in the mm-hmm. company. And it kind of just has this ripple effect of people wanting to do things well or people wanting to be honoring to one mm-hmm. another. Um, I think that's actually what leads, has led us to help sustain and build the culture that we have now. Yeah. From your time being there... Um... What have been some of like the learning, the biggest learning lessons for you as like, not only as like a young leader in there in the company, right? Starting from when there was only ten to I don't know how many there are now, but you know, even work to where you want to see yourself, like, kind of establishing more of like your own leadership style or where you see yourself in the next few years. Um, what are you taking from when you first started to now and to eventually where you potentially want to go? Yeah, I think it started with um, one of the first feed main feedback I got um, from leadership was not undermining myself. Hmm. Uh, So I think it started if I can see myself as a future leader um, I had to really first look at like my insecurities and Hmm. all these things like that are getting in the way for me to really win. Right. So the first feedback that I really truly got um, from leadership and web connects was yeah to not undermine myself to trust that i have something to say Mm. um i still a little struggle with it a little bit now um if i know i have something important to say like i have physical indicators along Mm. with obviously like i just 
you know, using my brain, yeah. but physical ind- indicators like, you know, my heart's racing. Like, I just, I just know I have this thing to say and I know it's valuable and it's important. But then when it comes out of my mouth, I have all these uh-huh. like, um, sort of qualifiers to soften the blow. So if it sucks, uh-huh. like people, you know, won't think it was stupid. Uh-huh. Like they're like, Oh, okay. Um, so really have worked on that. Uh, and also trying on, different shoes of leaders Mm. that I look up to. Um, Yeah, I mean, you don't really know your leadership style until you just try things, right? True. Um, You you try things, you learn things, you read, you you know. um, But the actual walking it out. What would you say um, your leadership style is? If you could say maybe in a few words or just from what you've noticed about yourself. Yeah. Well, I'll say it used to be more like... If you if if you see me in person, I'm little. <laughs> um, you know, little people and insecure people sometimes overcompensate. So what it used to be was being a little more aggressive <laughs> mm-hmm. and firm yeah. because that's not naturally me. Mm. So I used to try to overcompensate so people would gotcha. listen to me. Yeah. What it looks like now and what I hope to continue to grow in, um, and mainly because that's not telling you where I've come from, mm-hmm. what it looks like now is allowing other people to shine. Mm. Um, being that person behind the pack or being that person that's getting the rebound or this giving the assist, you nice. know? Um, and that's actually huge for me because it would cause a lot of, like, insecurity if I wasn't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, being seen and heard yeah. was, like, my biggest insecurity. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do things because in, in because of fear of um, looking stupid or not being seen or mm-hmm. seen as smart, intelligent, valuable, important. So now I mm-hmm. think my leadership style is to allow other people to shine mm-hmm. because personally that's such a huge win for me. Yeah. Because that was used that used to be hard. Yeah. Um, also, I think allowing like leading people to see their potential yeah um i love like i feel like i have a, a lot of awareness and and social yeah social intelligence emotional intelligence in that way where i can see um even from afar someone's potential mm-hmm. in specific areas and so i really find joy joy in helping that person get there mm-hmm. um and if they're not ready being aware that sometimes you know, there's probably certain skills, like basic skills to help them get there to even see it. Right. Because that's where I was at. Yeah. Like, I couldn't see, you know, where I truly shine because I had all these insecurities. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love helping people find what they're good at. Yeah. Um, what yeah. do you think's been, like, one of the more challenging things? I know, you, I know obviously, right, as, as you know and you mentioned already that there's things that you still want to grow. What has been something or something even recently where... You know, you struggled or challenged, you know, as a leader to uh, maybe a comfort place or, you know, something that you just weren't aware about, but it's been brought to your attention. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most recent discovery, I think, for me um, is... <laughs> so, we've got some new, new hires at work. And... Um, be careful now. No, I'm I know, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, so we have some new hires at work, and one person in particular, you know, 
kept asking me questions basically for help for things and I was like why do I feel a certain way when when this person's asking me questions and so we actually had a space in one of our team meetings where I was able to express like you know I, I felt a certain way um and I think in that setting yeah with everybody this is like totally normal <laughs> really yeah so we have um we, we break up into a few different teams uh, product wise um and in our meetings we don't necessarily discuss like housekeeping things we, hmm. we discuss like well currently we're going through the book so yeah. it's it it's natural to have like we, we we're bringing up topics such as like um i can't find the word for it but basically sort of like triggers mm-hmm. um that cause us to have forms of armor to truly be ourselves particularly yeah. at work and so i was just sharing like you know it felt like when i was you know when this person was asking me questions and I actually told her yeah. like this person um, when we were in the circle that I felt like I had a hard time with it because I felt like I had to know the answer mm. and I didn't like that because I don't always have the answer gotcha. and um, yeah. yeah it just caused me to act a little bit outside of myself and I sat with it for a little bit and I'm like that is actually not even really true I didn't dig quite far enough what it truly was, and I actually looped back with her, you know, like a week later, um, and actually told her, like, I processed it a little more, and I actually, this is, I want to mm-hmm. tell you the truth of where it's actually coming from, is um, this person, sometimes she gets really passionate about the question, and so she she isn't just trying to find the solution. She actually really wants to understand why, but mm-hmm. I realized her say, asking more why questions, like, oh, felt like I was being challenged, mm. like, not just my knowledge base, but, like, my credibility. Mm. And that was a hard pill to swallow because I'm like, shouldn't you be over that by now, Kendi? Like, yeah. you know, you don't, you've done all this work on being, like, on your insecurity. Yeah. And m- you being more of the veteran in this position now, why would you feel that, you know? Why mm-hmm. would you go back in this place of insecurity? So I be- beat myself up a little bit about it, but it was... Um, it was kind of a cool discovery, to be honest, to realize, mm-hmm. oh, I still have stuff to work on, yeah. you know? Um, and then it was also really cool for my relationship with this person mm-hmm. because, gosh, just the release and the honesty. And one, I have to be proud of myself for getting to the root of that, yeah. right? Because that's not always easy. <laughs> right. Um, and then two, just like, the, it actually freed the other person to say, like, you know, I got that feedback recently from somebody else mm. at work. And... This person was able to say, like, um, I think I understand where that's coming from. And, like, her previous place of work that, like, she was the only girl in a company of men. So she had to be aggressive Mm. to get her answers, right? And it was just so awesome. Like, it was such a good lesson to learn, like, man, I still have, you know, vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. that if... Like, I need to tackle them. Because right. one, it causes growth. Like, it allows me to grow. And look, it allowed someone else to, mm-hmm. to you know, it was a growing moment for somebody else too. So yeah. that's definitely, I mean, I'm probably going to continue to find things. Mm-hmm. I think that's what effective leaders do. They continue to take, mm-hmm. in, continually take inventory of themselves. Nice. Um, and we always should. Yeah. So. I like how you brought that up. Because um, that. Basically, my next follow-up question is, I know you mentioned guys like Damien, right, in your own leadership. Um, 
what are some other qualities that you look for now in a leader? You know, whether you go, you know, not to say you're moving from here to WebConnects to something else, but just like wherever you go, what are the, some of the things that you look for? Like, man, this leader should have bam, bam, and bam. Yeah. On a closer, intimate level, um, you know, people that I've sat down with and gotten to actually have personal conversations with or, you know, on a mentor level, um, I think it's an awesome trait for a leader to have um, to know how to guide people to their own answers. Mm. Um, That takes a lot of humility and that takes a lot of restraint, I think as a leader to um, hold back because you see, you know, you see somebody on the other end that, you know, you're wanting to help or wants your help. And for the most part, if you've got some wisdom in you, you can, you, you can tell them straight up, this is what you need to do, but Mm. that's not very effective most of the time. Um, And it's not received well Mm -hmm. for some people who are in particular spots in their life. And so, um, I really admire that quality about somebody. Uh, I can remember my college mentor, Renee. (laughs) (laughs) She was so good at that. Yeah. And it also empowers you when you realize, like, I kind of got there, obviously with some help, and it builds confidence in you. Mm. Um, So I really admire that trait about a leader. Um, I also admire leaders who don't hide their failures. Hmm. I think it's natural to look up to somebody because right. of their successes, but yeah. when they let you in on their failures, yeah. I think there's so much gold in that. Yeah. Um, and we see highlights of people, and for that's sure. not bad at all. But when there's a chance for a leader to really share um, their failures in the really vulnerable parts, I feel like we learn so much more from that. Definitely. I mean, that's a perfect example of like, you know, Damien, I think, in my opinion, when I first met him, he was always upfront about his past, which he mm-hmm. has a lot of experiences, right? But he always coupled, like, how he overcame those challenges, and and it's, like, still proven to this day, right? He goes back to, like, who he used to be or how, how he used to be or how he acted, um, but always talks about that process and how he developed into who he is today and how he... Ha- holds to those things to remain, you know, and still grow, you know, and that's powerful for me. I'm like, wow, I can believe this guy. I can trust this guy because he's basically telling me all his laundry, but he's showing me that he's overcome that and he's maintaining, not only maintaining, but like really going beyond, like this guy keeps growing. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like, so yeah, Yeah. that's definitely true. Um, And even now, right, you are outside of work. I mean, you're a mama now, right? So (laughs) I I know it's only been a few months, (laughs) but what what have you learned in, on that journey as just being a new mom, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it really does tie into, like, being a good leader. I, and that's leadership. why I asked, yeah, because it does. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll try to summarize it. Uh, during my maternity leave, being at home, and I'm sort of a doer, I like achieving, but I'm also all for just, like, kicking back and watching Netflix and doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some more than others, but, yeah. But I had this, like, itch of, like, and I actually had a to-do list while I was going to be on a maternity, and I only Mm -hmm. had two months, right? I wanted to, like, reorganize my closet, color coordinate it, like, do Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff that I don't know (laughs) 
who told I don't know what I was thinking like I was gonna have time to do yeah. that well it hurt a little bit to realize like oh I can't do any of that um my life right now truly <laughs> is dedicated to this child who needs to eat every hour every ha- hour and a half um and I also had this goal to get the baby to sleep through the night as soon as possible so I was like kind of rigid on mm-hmm. put, get, putting him on a schedule and p.s. it worked <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what I learned, cause I beat myself up, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even like clean the kitchen, like, or I can't even yeah. do the laundry. Like, yeah. I'm so tired and it was really hard at first. And then I realized like, what am I doing? Like when you don't understand the season you're in, you're going to be so frustrated. Whoo. Say that again. I was trying to accomplish things that were so not right for me to even try to accomplish at that time i'm over here with a new human being that should have been my focus Mm. and it took me a few weeks to like accept it but i got there and i realized oh well shoot like yeah yeah this is what i'm supposed to do right now so sorry the laundry can wait you know we'll just eat out (laughs) that's huge um and so that was a big lesson right um learning to one recognize and then accept exactly where you're at and then succeed in that that's really big. I think that's going to help. I mean, that just helped me, but I know a lot of people because, I mean, that's just what you were just talking about, right? A season of, like, you thought being in a certain field, right, because maybe that's what you majored in or just that's your experience or your passion, quote-unquote, but then now you're in a new season, right? New season, new industry, new field, new culture, Yeah. right? Um, yeah, that's awesome. As we kind of wrap up, I want to hear... Just kind of some dreams or goals that you have for yourself, like, the next few years. Because uh, I know you've done a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, from, I know you as a singer, <laughs> photography, doing makeup, a uh, bunch of other stuff, which you still kind of do. But mm-hmm. I'm curious now, you know, again, with where you're at and where you're going, mm-hmm. I, mean, I just love to hear, just like, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Yeah. So all the things that you mentioned, <laughs> those are fun stuff. Yeah. That keeps me healthy and that keeps me creative outside of a lot of the bigger things that I do um particularly in web connects I think it's uh really awesome that we you know we've gotten bigger but we're still in a space where we kind of get to create our own path and so currently um I'm sort of I feel like I'm sort of in the starting steps of helping um grow a particular department um and so my focus at work solely is to understand the need for that and help provide you know the tools to really make not just make this a department and a thing for the sake of me having a certain position but um because i actually see the value in the company yeah um and then personally as a leader within web connects um you know i and for anyone who is in web connects that is listening (laughs) Um, I tend to be that person that like will go on walks with people and like Mm. resolve things, um, talk about, um, you know, things at work that I, I, it's still that counseling side of me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I want to continue to pour into myself and be that resource for people, whether that's work or personally, or, um, I mean, you and I both, right, are, Mm -hmm. um, working together in this you know, for 
Date. Shout out to Date. Yeah, it's a not you know <laughs> upcoming nonprofit that <laughs> right. focuses on relationship healthy relationships for young adults. Um, so even within that, like I'm in all these sort of starting positions in my life, mm. both at work and then outside of work. That yeah. um, I think everything that we just talked about, <laughs> yeah. from understanding your season, succeeding where you're at right now, um, I really want to conquer. All, I really want to do well in being humble and understanding. I'm in the starting point of a lot of places. That's motherhood. That's my position at work. That's you know my position at you know at yeah. Dalte. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I just want to be as humble as possible and learn. And also, they might not sound like they belong in the same sentence, but I want to be you know be humble and also be um, what's the word. I suppose courageous hmm. in pursuing things that I have no idea yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing. Like you and I are working, you know, with Dalte and yeah. um, helping you develop a particular part of yeah. the organization. I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. You're doing a good job so far, though. <laughs> but like you know, knowing that I don't, but taking the risks anyway, and right. then being open to people's feedback. Mm-hmm. I think I really just want to focus on that now to develop me into whatever yep. these roles are going to end up looking for me. Because I don't necessarily want to focus on the end result. Right. Who the heck? I don't know what it's going to look like. Right. You know, I can say I want it to look like this. But right now, I, I, I really um, am setting out to conquer one step at a time. Yeah. And so wherever that leads me as a leader in my career and, you know, in my outside pursuits, I'm just going to let it do its thing that's awesome thank you again for being on the show or the podcast I had to say um, excited for all those different things still working together doing life um, yeah thank you again so much I've gotten so much from this conversation and that's it for the lead up podcast see you guys next time <laughs>